Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Yes, we are glad you're with us this afternoon. And we're really excited to share with you something new that is happening for us. We have a um, what's called the Awaken Podcast Network. And this is something you can find on our website, iworkforhim.com, and go to the Listen tab, Awaken Podcast Network. And there you can find dozens of podcasts that we have curated that are talking about connecting faith and work in different industries, in different areas of work. And that is going to be growing and taking shape over the next few months. So please check it out yourself and um, find some places where you can plug in and go even deeper than what we talk about on I Work For Him, more specific into maybe your area of interest or expertise. So the awakenpodcastnetwork.com. You know, about 10 years ago, a movement was started, Love 2020, bringing an authentic touch of Jesus's love to every person in the United States of America by the end of 2020. On I Work For Him, we focused on bringing that authentic touch of Jesus to everyone we work with, the 150 million people in the workforce today. It's here, the end of 2020. How did we do? Are we done? Did we complete it? Mission accomplished? Kathy Branzell is here to talk to us about the successes and the future opportunities given to us from the movement of Love 2020. And she's joined today by Mark Slaughter and John Kiefer, who are integral parts of the Love 2020 movement. We can't wait to hear how we did. Kathy, John, and Mark, welcome back to High Work for Him. Hey, good to be with you. All right, so I'm, I can see the excitement is just bubbling out, Kathy. It's here. We didn't we didn't get to walk alongside you the whole time, but we did over fifty shows in the last four and a half years talking about Love Twenty Twenty. I can't believe it's December of Twenty Twenty. I really can't believe it's December of Twenty Twenty. Why don't you remind everyone what Love Twenty Twenty is all about? So I wondered how many people applauded when you said, "Here we are at the end of Twenty Twenty." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Love 2020 has been all about the love and message of Jesus Christ. It has been about helping people learn to live prayer, care, share, lifestyle. The, The lifestyle that Jesus modeled and mandated for us, that everywhere he went, go through the Gospels. It was our chance to just walk in his footsteps, to pray every day to pray for people every day, to be intercessors for America and for our next door neighbors, to love. He taught us to pray. He commanded us to love, to love as he loved us, to love our neighbor as ourself, and that we would be known as his followers by our love and to share the gospel. Every single person that says yes to Jesus becomes a disciple maker And so he tells us to go and share the good news. Here we are in December. It's just like what the shepherds did. As soon as the angels told them, for unto you today is born, they ran to go see. Then they told everyone, and then they went back to work glorifying God. That's what this has been all about, is hearing about it, going to see, sharing it with others, and then taking it to the workplace. Mm. Thanks for telling everybody about that and giving us such a great picture of that. You know, there's so many ways to apply the scripture in everything that we do every day. 
So Kathy, we want to hear some reporting of what's been going on with Love 2020, and you have a couple of special guests with us today. So why don't you introduce them before we get started? Absolutely. Mark Slaughter is with InterVarsity, and he just has the heart of an evangelist, but especially to what um, I call this the now generation. I know that uh, the younger generation, many people refer to them as the next generation, but there's no next. They're, on, they're, they're not on deck. They, it's now. And so uh, the younger part of our now generation, um, and, and Mark has a special heart for them. He has a special uh, communication with them, uh, does so many things on campuses um, and with younger people. And so very important for him to be with us today. And John Kiefer is what we call a city reacher. And he has helped to coordinate and collaborate city reachers across the United States. And, you know, that just might be some of your listeners today of people saying, I want to reach my city. I want to reach my zip code, my community with the love of Jesus Christ, the message of Jesus Christ. And that's what John has helped us to do and continues to help us do. So welcome, Mark and John. And we're here just to really capture what did God do? In these last, in this last almost decade of the Love 2020 movement, and we know, you know, let's just eliminate all the the suspense for the listeners. We're not done. We're not done. In case you watch the election this year, we're not done. <laughs> There's not love floating from one end of this, from sea to shining sea, from the plains to the mountains. It's still missing. All right. It, well, it's not missing. It just isn't overflowing. So. It's, yeah. A few gaps. A few gaps. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. Great awakening project. That's right. Look out for that. Okay. All right. So Mark Slaughter, talk to me, uh, talk to us about your role uh, within InterVarsity and how did that role within Love 2020, how did that all play together? Well, Jim, it's great to be back here with you again. And uh, actually it was eight years ago and I had a conversation with Dr. Paul Cedar with Mission America Coalition at that time. And uh, and we talked about the Love 2020 movement, and he asked me to serve on the national uh, leadership team. We call it facilitators uh, for Mission America and Love 2020 with a particular focus on the emerging generation. So InterVarsity allowed me to be able to, and encouraged me to be part of uh, my job with InterVarsity is to serve as a bridge uh, to, uh, the, to the broader church outside of the walls of InterVarsity. And uh, so I came on board as a a facilitator for the emerging generation with a really a focus in two areas. One was to help emerging leaders that were in their 20s and 30s and getting a real platform and a real uh, sense of calling, help them connect with senior leaders and mutually have intergenerational um, experiences together and mentoring and, and especially walking alongside each other. And secondly, then how can we collaborate together in a prayer care share lifestyle uh, in helping to especially focused upon the emerging generation, college, young adult, uh, young adults, especially. So, uh, so that's what I focused on and worked with, um, with Paul and Kathy and the team for the last eight years, uh, focused on uh, efforts that were for the emerging generation. So do you want him to share one thing? That I do seen? want okay. him to share one thing, but he also mentioned that prayer, care, share, lifestyle. What are you talking about, Mark? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that started with the whole beginning of um, Love 2020 was we looked at the, back then even in the early part of the decade, how much division and hatred even toward the church and toward Christians there was. And we said, people need to experience the love of Jesus. So people need to live a lifestyle where they pray for those around them in their workplaces, in their neighborhoods, their family, school. 
but then also where they're showing the love of Jesus, of, of, of care, and then where they are sharing the words and the good news of Jesus. So a prayer, care, share lifestyle that's authentic and real. And so with that in mind, well, we, we saw God do some really beautiful things over the last decade in, in my area with the emerging generation, uh, where I was kind of a bridge between the generations. I was in my early 50s at that time, and I real, I'd been hanging out and serving with younger leaders with InterVarsity for 20 years at that time. But I loved and respected my mentors and others who were in their 70s and 80s. And, and I got both of them and I loved them. I loved being a bridge. Well, in that time, um, I think two things really I, I would highlight that God did. First, uh, there were some collaborative initiatives focused on the emerging generation that were very exciting. And uh, bringing together leaders from different organizations to say, how can we share Jesus with this generation? And one of those was the Every Campus Initiative um, that that was came came out of relationships, but that were formed at together in 2016. Hang on, uh, in hang Washington, on, DC. Hang on, I know you're so excited about, it, but you got to tell people yeah. what is it? Because I was going to say, what about the Every Campus thing? Because that was absolutely monstrous. It was almost like the Bible Project people. So what happened in the Every Campus thing? Well, with Every Campus, we had we had a leader from InterVarsity and a leader from Campus Crusade for Christ now crew met together. Just by happenstance, um, I, from yeah, the Lord, but just they, by, by happenstance, happenstance, a divine account, a divine uh, appointment. But they met backstage, and each of them had moved into a new role, trying to uh, figure out how to partner better with other ministries. And out of that came the vision to say, how could we see a campus fellowship, a gospel movement, on all five thousand college and university campuses in America, and do that in the next ten years, God willing. So the vision is that we could see by twenty thirty. Uh, a a campus ministry there for who, for the today's first graders when they go to college in ten years will there be a campus ministry waiting mm-hmm. on them and one of the initiatives on that uh, the vision came of how how do we pray for every single campus in one year and they wanted to physically have someone pray on campus for a gospel movement for God to do a work at that college university commuter college whatever it was and last year in 2019 for the first time in history. All 5,000 college campuses in America had someone physically praying for them in person uh, for God to do a work of raising up a new gospel movement. And uh, amazingly, there's only 25% of the campuses in America have a known college ministry. Now, we've learned about some others, but that, that's a great vision. And so now, as InterVarsity and crew led the point, now that, that involves seven, over 70 to 100 uh, campus ministries together from denominations and parachurch groups and uh, they are collaborating together toward this goal that none of us could do by ourselves. So and really, so the, that's been very exciting. The Love 2020 movement led to actually love within believers as well. Collaboration that, you know, 20 years ago would have been un, you know, unparalleled collaboration because 20 years ago wasn't even possible. It was possible, but unparalleled. it wasn't probable. So it's fantastic. Love hearing that. Kathy Branzell, it's got to be exciting to, to know that Love 2020 reached out into so many places and, and all of our shows we talked a lot about that infiltration of love into the workplace. And, mm-hmm. you know, throughout that, we, we interviewed some people from all over the country. I mean, all over the country. What was the biggest thing that you saw God do as we infiltrated workplaces with the, a genuine touch of Jesus Christ? Um, we got to watch people change. We got to watch people grow. We got to watch attitudes change of what's been so fun. And, and you guys get to do this every day, how blessed you are for people to realize that going to work is worship, that it's not when I retire, I'm going to serve Jesus. It's that you are serving Jesus right here, right now, whether you are, 
you know, uh, working at uh, a burger place, if you are working in retail, if you are um, a personal trainer, whatever you do, God has kingdom work wrapped up in that thing that you're doing. And the way that you do it and all that you think and all that you say in your body language, but, but there's an importance to what you do. And for that light, literally, to go on and come out of people has been so much fun to watch from everything from the entertainment industry to education in government and beyond. It's been a blast to watch love change people. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So, John Kiefer, t- let's talk about what your role has been within the Love 2020 movement. Well, like Kathy said earlier, I help uh, city reachers mm-hmm. um, here locally and uh, around the nation. We host a monthly uh, national city reachers call. And really, the main point of it is to connect, communicate, collaborate, and celebrate what God is doing in cities and communities. And uh, when I got involved about 10 years ago with uh, Jarvis Ward and Phil McLarati, uh, we were working under the Mission America Coalition, under cities and communities, and uh, now that's the Table Coalition. So the mission and vision and values are all the same. Let's call people to the table to pray, to build relationship, and discover God's strategy for their city. And so what we like to do is connect uh, city-reaching groups. Oh, I, I apologize for that. I didn't know that was going to happen. Sorry. Maybe it was the um, president. Help these city-reaching groups uh, connect and communicate and collaborate uh, within their local to identify what are some local resources we have, but then also to provide some of these national resources like a Love 2020 to help encourage um, the saints in, you know, really gospel saturation for their city and for their community. So good. All right. So you're based out of Wisconsin. What did you see God do? Because I know you're working all, you got reaches all over the country. What did you, what was the coolest thing you saw God do? Well, this is, this is a fresh story. This just happened yesterday. And sometimes in a city reaching movement, you have to go back before you can go forward. We can be so close and narrow. We're not seeing the, the log jams that are in our city and the community where the gospel just can't flow. The spirit isn't flowing because we've got some unfinished business from the past. And yesterday we had a beautiful restoration and reconciliation meeting with an individual who had been deeply wounded by a ministerial fellowship. Uh, Just through some, you know, it says in in the scriptures, we're not to have any rotten words come out of our mouth, but only such a word as would build up and edify and meet the need of the moment. Well, out of uh, the ministerial 10 years ago, there were some bullies that kind of came in and just badmouthed some folks and caused some horrendous damage. And yesterday we had a reconciliation meeting uh, to be able to talk about, well, what happened? We're sorry, please forgive us. What can we learn from this so we don't do this again? And then a commitment that says, we're not gonna do that again. In fact, we're only gonna speak well of one another going forward. And so this kind of love, this kind of unity that happens, because I think our main responsibility here is keeping the vision in front of the church, the vision of the Great Commission, the vision of a prayer, care, share lifestyle, until everyone in our city is loved and prayed for and cared for. And uh, so that's one of the things that I've seen happen here locally. And um, I'm just praising God that a lot of times you don't get to see um, it's it's hard to objectively measure some of these movements, uh, but then you get to see some of the fruit of that, and you look forward and go, okay, we can actually love each other, we can unite, we can work together to reach everyone in our community. Wow. 
And, you know, I, I kind of consider that one of those memory stone moments where you say this is a point in time where we declared we're going we're gonna to do something better going forward. Because, you know, uh, and what a great example that is for our listeners to hear that and say, you know, sometimes we don't, int- we didn't even realize what we've done. But um, making a fresh start and moving forward can have such great healing for the city. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, so you guys have seen things, you've experienced things. Kathy Branzell Love 2020, inherently because of its name, it's done at the end of December. On December 31st at 11.59 p.m., Love 2020 is done. Not really, but the name is over. What's next? What, what, what's next, Kathy Branzell? Well, we talked about retiring, but we couldn't find that. <laughs> well, we do have a new program called I Retire for Him, so you can tune yeah, in for that. We, we just couldn't find that biblically. So, no. So, um, as, as John um, spoke about also with uh, the different transitions in leadership and organizations and everything else, now through National Day of Prayer, uh, we are going to take love and keep loving so we actually, in prayer, the, the Love 2020 uh, core team that I think every single one of them have been on the show at least once with you guys, we all went into prayer. We've actually been talking about this for several years. What happens at the end of 2020 if Jesus hasn't come back and everybody hasn't experienced and expressed the love of Jesus? And so in uh, Colossians 2.2, um, Paul says, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Mm. And so we are going to pivot at, at 1159 and 59 seconds um, in stepping into 2021. We are going to start a new initiative at the National Day of Prayer called United in Love. And we are really excited to take all of the people who have experienced the love of Jesus, because you, if you've experienced the real love of Jesus, if you've understood um, the liberty, the, the incredible glory of, of the shackles, of the, the shame and the games of sin coming off of you and the full forgiveness of Jesus Christ and what it means to get to walk in, in the design and the destiny that he's written for you. You got to go tell people you want to share that with others. And so we want to take all the people that experienced love through the Love 2020 movement, through their church, their their neighborhoods, and we want to multiply that love to make sure that we are still out there and that we are thinking about Jesus, we are talking about Jesus, we are acting as 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 Jesus commanded us to to behave um, in his character. And we want to keep love going so that the whole world would know of this incredible um, opportunity, this incredible life that they could be living. And also, just like we talked about before, to bring people together within the church and be united in love. Again, Jesus commanded it. He commanded it. He commanded it. He didn't suggest it. And so we are praying that we can help bring the church together to be united in love. And again, we're not starting a whole nother organization. We just want to connect dots. And so where people are geographically, uh, what God has carved their heart and anointed um, their lives towards, 
wherever it is, we just want to connect the dots. We want to, when people say, you know, I, I want to know how to live out Jesus in the workplace, we could say, hey, do you know about I work for him? That's what we want to do. Connect people with resources and with other people where God's working so that the love of Jesus grows and is known. You know, it's great when you say that it's called United in Love, because one of the things that, you know, Scripture tell us, people that, you know, we are told when we are in unison as believers, then the world will know who He really is, and they'll see the truth. And we have a long ways to go in that. But every area where we can show more unity, the more we can point people to Jesus. I was thinking about the fact that, you know, the end of the year, um, when you've created a habit, when you make loving others a part of your daily practice, you know, habits don't fall away because if you if if they're good habits and you want to continue them, you know, God gives us the ability to do that. So it's great that there are so many people across this country that have taken this on this mantle and um, decided to follow a prayer care share lifestyle. And that can continue for eternity. All right. So John Kiefer, what's next for you? Okay. Being part of a city reacher, city reaching movement uh, and being part of United in Love because you've been locked into Love 2020 for the last, you know, so many years. What's next for you? What, what does it look like for you in 2021? Jim, I think the Holy Spirit just gave you that question because <laughs> um, I've been thinking about that uh, considerably. And the Lord gave me this passage this morning. And forgive me if I sound like a preacher, but I am. It says in Hebrews uh, 10.25, let us continue. So that's really continue. Continue mm. holding fast to the hope we acknowledge without wavering. For the one who made the promise is trustworthy. He is faithful. Let us keep paying attention to one another in order to spur each other on to love and good deeds, not neglecting our own gathering um, as some have, but rather encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, so you're asking what's next? Well, it's more of the same. It's more of evangelism and discipleship. It's more of um, gathering God's people together to pray, to build a relationship, to really love each other, to do the, hard, the due diligence and hard work of unity and oneness of the gospel and purpose of, of reaching everyone in our community. So um, I love the idea that we're talking about united in love because that really is the essence of what this is all about. It's great to have national initiatives from the National Day of Prayer to bring to local communities to say, here's an initiative. What do you guys think? Mm. And uh, let's move forward together until everyone is reached. And of course, Mark Slaughter. Coming out of Indiana, you know, it's not that far from Wisconsin, but yet a really different part of the country, depending on whether you're in northern Indiana or southern Indiana. Talk to us about what are you seeing with InterVarsity and your role within InterVarsity? What do you see as next for you? Well, Jim, to be honest, the last eight or 10 years have really been quite a personal journey. And I feel God has led right to a, the cusp of a whole new season for me personally. Uh, my, my passion and calling has always been, how do I communicate the good news of Jesus to this generation, winsomely, truthfully, biblically, but compassionately with integrity. I felt that when I was a college freshman, and I feel that today. The generation just kept shifting. And, and I guess what God has done over these last eight years has built relationships for me with, with dear friends of various ministries around the country. And now I, I'm, I'm excited to live more fully into my own personal calling of being a communicator and a mentor to communicate Jesus winsomely and truthfully in this generation and help other believers be able to be mobilized in 
doing the same in their workplaces and families and neighborhoods, but also to mentor a new generation of emerging leaders to do the same. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be serving uh, some with uh, Kathy and her team uh, uh, with a new initiative she's going to be sharing with us, I think, about. But uh, where I'm trying to, we're in the midst of launching two new podcasts and uh, to be able to be a spokesperson for Jesus in a much broader way than I ever have in my life. And, and very excited to say, how can we help people that are wrestling with um, the environment that we're in right now? We've got division and polarization all across the board. We're dealing with a pandemic. There's hopelessness, anxiety uh, among young adults and older adults and isolation and pain. But Jesus and his kingdom have a way of pointing to not the left or the right. They point to a third way, and that's the kingdom way that transcends some of our differences and division that we see in our world today. And I want to be able to, by God's grace, more fully than ever, be able to articulate and defend and uh, share Jesus with our world that is so broken and for them to find real life that only in Jesus can we experience that unity and the peace and shalom that we're longing for. So I'm I'm involved in some podcasts that are being brought uh, launched and uh, happy to serve with with Kathy and uh, on this United in Love initiative. All right, Kathy. So now to you, what's next for you in, in terms of what can you tell us about for the coming years? Well, we are going to keep loving, uh, just like we said, it's, it's a lot of the same, but growing multiplication. And so um, I love that. And it, it was funny before we, before we started the show, just because some people have probably been really distracted by my little friends right here, my little guy here. <laughs> So if you go back a year ago, when we um, did our podcast a year ago, you were in my house and we had our picture made with one of my giant nutcrackers. And Jim was like, oh, we're not doing the show till we at least have one nutcracker. But, you know, I thinking about what I like about the, this is, this is actually a music box, but look, here's another guy and, and here's another guy, but look, they've got For each those other. Those of you back. listening to the audio podcast, she's spinning around a triplet spinning of nutcrackers. Little, right. uh, you know, these three nutcrackers, but they're lined up back to back. They've got each other's backs, you know, and, and um, mm. that's what we're going to do. We're going to lock shields with ministries and churches and pastors, you know, friends like you all across the nation. And we're going to continue to bring people together in the love of Jesus Christ, share the love of Jesus Christ. That's where um, our ministry and message has to be. We've been so distracted and so divided, especially in this last year. And we as the church, it's time that we start thinking right, speaking right, and acting right um, as the body of Christ in unity, in love together, so that people would know him and live um, not just a precursor lifestyle, but live the life that Jesus destined for them and that gave his life for them. It's amazing. You know, when we first started this show eight years ago, we were trying to get people who go to church on Sunday to figure out how to live their life in, as a Christ follower in their work on Monday. Well, today they don't get to go to church. Eight years ago, we never would have imagined that half the states of the country would keep people from going to church. So the church has been extricated into society and it's the greatest thing ever for society for us as Jesus followers to be mobilized and spread out. And in our workplaces is the largest mission field ever. We don't want to go back to the way things were before within the church. We want, we want to mobilize missionary believers in their workplace, in their communities, in their neighborhoods forever. So that, I mean, so we can love our neighbors as a, as ourselves. 
All right, Mark Slaughter, John Kiefer, Kathy Branzell. It's great. It's been a great run with Love 2020. It's been fantastic. It's been so much fun just really focusing on bringing an authentic touch of Jesus to everybody in our country. Thank you for bringing it to I Work For Him. Thanks for celebrating with I Work For Him. Congratulations on getting to the end and beginning United in Love. Thank you all for being back on I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you for journeying with us and being such an incredible partner. We love you guys. It's good to be loved. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number for him.com.